Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. You are chopping it up with Chuck. I'm the editor-in-chief here with Cannabis and Tech Today, and we are very excited uh, to have another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks for you. And we have with us, uh, we have the president and CEO of ACS Laboratory, uh, Roger Brown. How are you doing, Roger? I'm doing fantastic. Just great, Charles. Did I get your title right? Yeah, president and CEO. 100%. Okay, good. You work hard for that title. I want to make sure I, uh, I get the right one there. Uh, so how, how are you doing today? What's, uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods? It's a great Tuesday. Uh, things are plodding along in our laboratory. Uh, business is good. Everything is uh, moving along really, really great. And you guys are, uh, you're based in Florida, right? Where our laboratory is based just south of Tampa in Sun City Center. And our corporate offices are in Boca Raton on the east side of Florida. Beautiful, beautiful. So what's the, what's the cannabis scene like out there? Uh, it's a bit hectic right now. Uh, well, with COVID, uh, the cannabis volume went way up. Uh, and uh, now that they just dropped the new rules in the state of Florida and licensed uh, all the different certain laboratories, only a few laboratories, a small handful, uh, now the volumes are going crazy, and uh, the cannabis landscape is uh, pretty incredible from a marijuana standpoint. From a hemp standpoint, uh, we're testing from 44 different states all around the country, and uh, we receive hemp every single day from all those different states. Yeah, I want to get into that uh, and talk a little bit more about what you guys do there um, as far as ACS Laboratories and your testing. But if you don't mind, uh, we always like to kick off the, the episode uh, just to find out how did you get into the, uh, into the cannabis industry? It seems like everybody's got a really exciting or interesting story of how they ended up here. So, uh, so tell us yours, Roger. Well, I'm a serial entrepreneur and uh, I've been in a lot of different healthcare businesses. And I've been in the laboratory business since 2008. And then long about 2016, we decided to make a small transgression into, the, into a different channel of revenue for uh, testing marijuana. And uh, we picked up our first client in the state of Florida, who's the largest uh, seller of cannabis in the state of Florida and still is uh, a great client of ours. Uh, and we just started flying from there, started from zero and went forward. But we started with some real core competencies because our laboratory is a clinical laboratory. So we test at a much higher level at a, at a medical level uh, is where we test that. So the reproducibility and the quality of the testing is much more significant than a typical uh, cannabis testing laboratory. So were you uh, a cannabis enthusiast before, or were you kind of one of those who was like, okay, this is going to be something big. This is a really good place for us to position ourselves, or maybe a little bit of A and a little bit of B? Well, it was none of A. Uh, okay. I'm, not a cannabis, I'm not a cannabis user, uh, but I am uh, a thrill seeker and uh, one that loves to be able to uh, uh, create new businesses. So cannabis was just literally on the forefront. Uh, marijuana was just on the forefront of 
uh, of exploding and starting to explode. California is way ahead of the rest of the country. It's probably three years ahead of the rest of the country. But everybody else started to uh, grow significantly, no pun intended. And uh, the cannabis business just seemed like a, a perfect fit for us because we are such a stickler uh, with the type of testing that we do and the quality of the testing that we do that uh, we uh, we have all the different certifications. We have uh, twice or three times the amount of certifications than any other laboratory in, in the space has. And, uh, and we've proven ourselves uh, time over time again. And today we are the largest uh, cannabis and hemp testing laboratory in the eastern half of the United States. I saw that in a press release. Congratulations. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Coming from zero in 2016, uh, to the largest in the eastern half of the U.S. It's just been, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, it's been very educational. Uh, I, I, I've learned so much in the cannabis space and so much about marijuana and so much about hemp that it's just actually a great, great uh, uh, ride. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about ACS Laboratories history uh, before, um, uh, before cannabis? You guys were doing, uh, did you say medical? We're doing, uh, we were doing toxicology testing. We test people, as odd as it may seem. We, test, we were testing uh, people for the presence of uh, narcotics and illicit drugs and uh, reporting that to their physicians, uh, physicians that were prescribing medications for patients. And then we changed channels of revenue into uh, the cannabis field. So. Uh, and then we became uh, ISO 17025 certified, we're ACA certified, we're CLIA licensed, which is a national federal license for clinical laboratories. And uh, we're also a designated laboratory by the Florida Department of Agriculture for going into the field and actually picking and selecting the hemp to be tested in the state of Florida. And we're a licensed um, uh, CMTL, Cannabis Medical uh, Testing Laboratory. Wow, so you guys do it all. Yeah, we have a, we have a lot of certifications. And, uh, and last year, we, we actually got, uh, there's a proficiency test called the Emerald Test. And we got the most, we achieved the most uh, Emerald badges of any laboratory in the country, 21 badges in one year, which just is, shows the level of our prowess and our uh, consistency in testing. It seems like the kind of uh, the kind of industry that you can't make mistakes. You know that you really have to get it right, and attention to detail would be, you know, pretty important. So you've probably got a you probably got a pretty smart staff and uh, some pretty some pretty smart dudes in uh, white coats working there. We do. Uh, we have some pretty smart ladies as well, um, and we have 128 employees uh, in our laboratory. Uh, we have a very, very deep scientific team. We have our principal scientists, uh, toxicologists, associate scientists. Uh, we have a very, very deep scientific team and all our lead technologists. Most of our technologists, which are called by cannabis standards analysts, uh, are licensed medical technicians or technologists. So they hold licenses that most people in cannabis don't hold. So it's just, it, it just means that they do everything by the book and by standards and by procedures and protocols. 
is uh is is as we navigate the legalization and as more states start to come online with hemp and uh, and cannabis, um, how important is testing as far as you know just just making people feel comfortable with the rollout with the products everything like that? I mean, I would I would imagine it's a pretty important component of the whole process. Um, how how does that play in as uh, as you guys are basically kind of the authority figure, right? Well, testing is a necessity, a 100% necessity, because nobody, you know, now you can just walk into a dispensary and buy marijuana. And I don't understand why anybody would buy marijuana from a place other than a dispensary, quite frankly, because if you know you're buying it from a dispensary, you know the marijuana is clean, it's been tested, and that it's safe for human consumption. Uh, you don't know that if you're buying it from, you know, a buddy down the street or a friend or you know, or somebody else. And then from a hemp perspective, uh, the same thing. You're buying it, uh, a hemp product, you know it's been tested. But the interesting thing about this uh, business is that it's a, the people that are consuming marijuana and consuming hemp products are very educated people. They're educated consumers. And they want to see what the testing is. They want to see what is inside the product and they want to know that what's inside the product is safe and i, I give this example all the time uh, if you walk into a grocery store and you walk down the soup aisle and you grab a can of campbell's soup you don't pick up the can and say hmm you know what i don't uh i don't really believe that there's this much uh, carbohydrates or sodium or or anything in this product but when you go to a dispensary and you pick up a product or you go to a store and you pick up a hemp product People are questioning what's in it. So transparency is something that's very important in the industry and one that is going to build brand loyalty. And we're definitely a leader in the marketplace and someone that we're definitely a laboratory that promotes uh, transparency and the use of, uh, of certificates of analysis to be able to tell you exactly what's in the product and how safe it is. Yeah, it seems to me that um, that more and more, when people are given the choice, people want to choose things that have less uh, pesticides, additives, you know, things like that. Like it seems like it's common sense, but you bring up a good point. If uh, if they don't know, then they just don't know. You know, if it, if it's not labeled or they're not asking for it, then they just don't know, and that creates a you know a. a a quandary are they buying things based just on price are they buying things based just on thc level you know i've seen the uh, a lot of controversy about that you know uh, about how people are shopping um so so what do you think are are people are the consumers um are they looking for the right things and is it easy enough do you think in your opinion for them to to find out what's in their products it's actually very easy i mean we when we provide a certificate of analysis to a client we put a QR code on the certificate of analysis that our client has the ability to put on the product. And if you just take your smartphone and you scan the, the QR code, it pulls up the certificate of analysis right out of our servers. And it gives you full transparency when uh, selling your product. And I think that, I think that people that consume these products are, are, are very curious. They want to know. They are educated about the product. And, um, and not everybody tells the truth. So uh, it's good to prove what the facts are. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there are 
some laboratories out there that are that are highly inexperienced and produce results that are not exactly accurate. Uh, but we pride ourselves on the level of accuracy and the truth in the information. And I think that truth and information is something that's very important, especially to a, a consumer of this type of product. Yeah, and, and uh, you bring up a good point. Uh, it, it couldn't be much easier having a QR code so that people can see, you know, what's in there. Um, CBD is definitely one that, uh, you know, we've noticed over the years. Uh, it's it's sometimes it's kind of hard to tell what you're getting, you know, if you don't have that certificate of authenticity, if you don't have that, you know, people ask me, is it okay to buy CBD at a gas station? Is it okay to, you know, and uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I darn sure would rather see something with a COA or with, you know, something that shows that it's lab tested as opposed to the opposite. Well, even if it has a COA, you have to make sure it's coming from a reputable laboratory uh, mm -hmm. because there are laboratories out there that will give COAs that their clients want rather than what the reality is. And we give COAs, which is what the reality is. And the client is, if my client is unhappy with it, well, then they need to make a better product. And we, and what happens is a lot of the better companies that are all about brand loyalty and all about quality of product tend to gravitate towards ACS laboratories. And they come to us, we do the testing for them, and they're proud to be able to display the fact that, that their product is clean and safe and, uh, and that it was tested by us. And they know that we have an exemplary reputation. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Just because it's got a you know a COA, you still got to kind of know who's doing the certification. Um, how do uh, how do consumers know you know what's a good lab or or maybe read the blogs, read the read the writing, read what people write about different laboratories, uh, read the information. Uh, a lot of times, uh, consumers will take uh, CBD products and they'll say, you know what, I bought this jar of CBD, and it said it had a thousand milligrams of CBD, and I don't really believe it. Well, we've had many of those people that have sent product to us, and you know, the jar says thousand milligrams of CBD, and when we tested, it's only got like 400. Wow. So that happened, and in order for them to sell that product, somebody certified that it had a thousand milligrams of CBD in it, and it was not accurate. And one of the, one of the big things that we excel in is beverages. Uh, we consider ourselves like the beverage king. If you have CBD that's in a beverage or a marijuana in a beverage, it's not easy to test the beverage because it uses mostly nanotechnology and nanoemulsion. And nanotechnology and nanoemulsions are, are very difficult to test. As a matter of fact, we test for a really big water company um, uh, on the west coast of the U.S. I mean, you got to think about it, right? We're in Florida. And there's a reason why clients, why customers from California, from Oregon, from Washington, from Nevada and Colorado, why would they send it to us in Florida when they can send it to a laboratory right down the street? And the answer is because we're a high quality laboratory. But we have a water client out in uh, California that makes water, and CBD water. And we certified the water as uh, being uh, exactly what was on the label. And then somebody in the marketplace bought the water and sent it to another laboratory that had no idea how to test the product and came up with zero CBD in the product. And it's completely wrong and completely fallacious, but they printed it anyway. 
and it was totally wrong. And we had the same situation happen with an ice cream manufacturer because ice cream is basically a frozen beverage yeah. uh, and it's not easy to be able to test those products and you have to have the skill level to be able to do it. So I want to talk to you more about this because this is fascinating. I want to talk to you about hemp. I want to talk to you about beverages. I want to talk to you about the testing process because the, the, the inner nerd in me is really excited to find out kind of what happens behind the scenes. Uh, but first, we've got to take a quick commercial break uh, and give a shout out to one of our sponsors. But we will be back right after this break. Uh, we're speaking with Roger Brown, ACS Laboratories. We are getting smarter on Cannabis Tech Talks, and we'll be back right after this break. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. Real quick, this episode is sponsored by Canatrack. Canatrack has created an ecosystem for the entire cannabis industry and beyond. Now you can go completely cashless with the Canacard, a digital payment system combined with loyalty and rewards that simplifies the payment process for retailers and alleviates the burden by operating in an all-cash environment. For more info, be sure to check out www.canatrek.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cannabis Tech Talks. You are chopping it up with Chuck, and we are here with Roger Brown, president and CEO of ACS Laboratory, and we are talking about testing, the importance of testing, uh, certification, and we were just talking about uh, beverages. Um, are you, you think beverages is going to be a continually you know, growing category in the, uh, in the cannabis and CBD space? Oh yeah, beverages uh, is is going to be a huge category. It is a huge category, and it's going to be even bigger. I mean, we test so many different types of products. We test uh, cookies, candies, cakes, gummy bears, uh, beverages, uh, bath bombs, uh, lotions, uh, topicals. I mean, hair products. Uh, we even just re somebody just recently sent us a, a, a hemp infused sock. Uh, I mean, they just, I, yeah, you know, yeah, there's so many different types of products kind of coming out and uh, people are being really creative on the types of pro products that are being tested. So if you could put hemp or uh, CBD or marijuana in a product, uh, we can test it. That's awesome. And just tell us like kind of, kind of briefly for the, uh, for those that don't know, what, what does a testing process look like? Uh, you know, you take some stuff, you, you put it on a microscope. Do you have to burn it? Do you have to just kind of curious, how, how do you guys test all this uh, different stuff, these different varieties of, uh, of products? Well, there's different types of equipment that are used and we probably have right now maybe around 10 or $12 million worth of equipment in our laboratory. We have, uh, uh, 21 different uh, mass spectrometers. Uh, we have two ICPMSs. We have five gas chromatographs. Uh, we have maybe 20, uh, 25 HPLCs. So if you're testing for potency, uh, so like the level of THC and level of CBD, you're going to use an HPLC UV on a standard type test. Uh, but if it's a complicated test, you're going to use an LCMS. HPLC is a high-performance liquid chromatograph, and an LCMS is a liquid chromatograph with a mass spectrometer. Uh, so we'll, we test it both ways. So, so like as an example, if you have an edible product, mm -hmm. um, and if it has high fats and high sugars, uh, then fats and sugars absorb ultraviolet light, 
And if you test it under a typical manner with an HPLC UV with ultraviolet light, you're going to get a wrong answer. So you have to have the knowledge to be able to test it properly. And then we, we use a, a, a tandem mass spectrometer to be able to test for pesticides and then residual solvents, if it's an extract, and they're using residual solvents, having solvents to be able to extract the product, and they don't want to have any residual solvents, which could cause, uh, could, could have decontamination in your body. Uh, we use a gas chromatograph. Um, and then we use an ICPMS, which is an inductively cooled plasma mass spectrometer. And uh, we use that to test for heavy metals. So marijuana and hemp are, are net accumulators. So everything in the soil just gets sucked mm. up into the plant, and including the bad stuff like pesticides and heavy metals. So we test for all of that to make sure that they don't go into your body. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about hemp. Um, hemp seems to be a very it seems to be like it's 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 kind of the next big thing. You've got uh, biomass, of course. You know CBD has been out for a long time, but it seems like hemp is here to stay. Um, talk about what you guys are doing with regard to hemp, uh, and again your status as you know biggest on the East Coast, biggest in Florida. Um, yeah, let's just talk a little bit about hemp and uh, and kind of where you see this going and your guys' role. Well, hemp is federally legal. It was federally legal since December of 2018 uh, with the passing of the Farm Bill. And we test hemp products from 44 different states. So basically all around the country, we're testing uh, hemp products. In the state of Florida, which is an agricultural state, uh, they just started licensing people to grow hemp. And we have been determined to be a designated laboratory. And a designated laboratory is a, is a title. Uh, there's only two in the state of Florida, and uh, we are the largest. So it means that we have the ability to go out into the field, clip the hemp samples, bring them back to the laboratory, and test them. And we're the only ones that can actually do that in the state of Florida. You have to have, the, you have, to have this license or this contract to be a designated laboratory. And we introduced a hemp clipping program, uh, and you can pull it. You pull it up on our website, and we will come out, clip it, document it, put all the information down, do the GPS coordinates, and then uh, bring it back and test it. And if it's clear, and if it's less than 0.3 percent, then they can harvest uh, the field. And then once they harvest the field. And then when they go to sell it, they have to test for all the other contaminants as well. And what happens if it's over the 0.3%, then they're not allowed to sell it? Or what, because uh, I know they there's can, a big, there's a big debate for, in the hemp industry as far as, you know, the levels and everything like that. And I know you guys just do the testing, but if it doesn't, um, if it tests higher than that, do, do, are they not allowed to sell it? Well, they can call for a retest. Uh, ah. by the laboratory uh, controlled by the Florida Department of Agriculture and or retest by us. But typically, our first test is going to be correct. Sure. So if, they, if it turns out that it is correct, then they'd have to destroy the field. So that's why it's very important to do risk mitigation and to reduce the size of your lot so that you don't have one side of a field uh, that has to be destroyed and the other side it doesn't 
as opposed to the whole field that has to be destroyed. So it's all about planning and risk mitigation is the most important thing in uh, growing hemp. So it's the only, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the reason why THC develops in a hemp plant is because, or in a marijuana plant, is because the plant is stressed. And when it's stressed, too much water, not enough water, too much sun, not enough sun, too much problems in the soil, uh, it gets stressed and it's THC is the defense mechanism that it uh, grows. Oh, wow. My hanging plants on my porch are probably growing some THC right now because I can't keep them alive. I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, they're, they're not doing as well. Um, so tell us, what, um, what are you guys looking forward to? You know, um, so hemp is a big area for you. You guys are the, uh, you guys are kind of the big kahuna over on the, uh, in Florida and on the East Coast. What other things do you guys have uh, maybe that is, is coming up in the next six months to a year that you're looking to do um, as far as testing in the space? Well, we're developing all kinds of new tests for new products all the time. And, uh, and as they invent the products, uh, we invent tests uh, for those products. And we develop methods and protocols and procedures. So we're always constantly doing that and constantly um, making our testing better. Um, it's our intention to expand our laboratory across the United States. Um, from a marijuana standpoint, and we're going to be doing that through acquisition. And we're currently in negotiation with uh, four different laboratories in four different states. How has, uh, just out of curiosity, you know, it's affected everybody in the industry, but how has the, uh, how has the pandemic affected your guys' business over there? The hemp business actually really took a big nosedive uh, and went down because people weren't able to go to the stores and weren't able to purchase the product. But the marijuana business uh, actually accelerated. Um, I guess people wanted to utilize marijuana while they were uh, in quarantine, uh, which kind of makes sense. And then also in the state of Florida, because it's uh, medicinal, uh, they had the ability to be able to go out and deem an essential service. So marijuana continued to grow while hemp took a significant nosedive uh, because you had to go out to a traditional store to be able to buy it. And a lot of it transferred to online purchases as well. Yeah, that seemed like a pretty big deal to us when uh, when cannabis was deemed essential, you know, during the pandemic. And I think pretty much most of the states where it's legal, um, that seemed like kind of a benchmark, you know, for the cannabis industry because, uh, um, you know, it's, it's it's for so long it was underground and now it's, you know, it's here. And it just seemed like the fact that it was deemed essential by most of the states seemed like a... Um, just a, just a just a big benchmark for the industry as a whole, um, and you're right. It seems like uh, uh, sales have been up. I've seen a lot of statistics that uh, sales have reached record levels. You know, the past couple of months in some states. So, um, despite the pandemic and everything like that, it seems like the cannabis business has been kind of chugging along as as best as it can. Well, it was deemed an essential service for medical purposes, not for recreational. As a matter of fact, several states had to have their recreational stores. Uh, closed down. Uh, so you weren't able to get recreational products, but you were able to still get medicinal products. Yeah, yeah. Well, like in the state of, state of Massachusetts, as an example, um, they were able to uh, keep their medicinal stores, uh, dispensaries open, but the recreational, straight recreational dispensaries were forced to close. Yeah, yeah. And Massachusetts, it seems like they've had some weird 
you know, issues up there with, you know, accessibility and everything like that. So I guess all the states are kind of handling it differently. But uh, here in Colorado, the uh, I, I remember when the um, uh, the mayor of Denver came out and he said that all the uh, the cannabis shops would be closed um, for the pandemic. And there were lines like out the door, around the street, you know, going around the corner. And then they came back out and they were like, okay, sorry, we were wrong about that. Uh, cannabis uh, dispensaries will be allowed to stay open. So there was a, there was a mini panic for a few hours because everybody in Colorado was worried they weren't going to be able to get their medicine. And then, uh, you know, they, they were like, mia culpa, my bad. Um, but yeah, it, it has been interesting to see the cannabis industry. We also, uh, we had a guest a couple months ago that told us that the labs, uh, that the testing labs could be, um, could actually help to test for coronavirus, that they had the, the, the right equipment to where that they could, you know, if they wanted to, and if they were needed to, they could jump in and help the fight, uh, testing for, for that. I thought that was pretty cool besides, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of cannabis businesses began producing, you know, hand sanitizer and, and masks and things like that. So it was just kind of cool to see as everybody sort of came together to figure out how to get through this pandemic that the, the cannabis and hemp industry was, uh, you know, kind of stepping up in the ways that they could. So uh, in order to be able to test human biological samples, you have to be a clinical laboratory. And we are a clinical laboratory. Actually, most of the cannabis laboratories are not clinical laboratories. Ah. So they wouldn't be able to test human biological samples. Uh, and we're also DEA licensed. So mm. that's a requirement in the state of Florida for uh, doing hemp testing. And it's also a requirement by the USDA for doing hemp testing on a national basis. So it's a whole different level of qualification in order to become a DEA certified or DEA licensed um, facility. But because we're a clinical laboratory, we're able to do uh, COVID testing. We just chose not to. Nice. Well, you guys are you guys are doing amazing stuff over there. It's really great to have you, you know, on the show to talk to our audience about, you know, things like this that maybe doesn't come up in conversation every day, but how important testing is. Um, is there anything else you'd like to let our audience know, or maybe anything that we uh, that we didn't cover about what you guys are what you guys are doing over there, and uh, you know, just anything else you'd want the audience to know about? Um, just it, most of our information is based on our website, which is at uh, acslabcannabis.com, uh, acslabcannabis.com. You can pull up a lot of information there. We have blogs. We have all kinds of data and facts and information. It, it, it's just a, a wealth of knowledge uh, for somebody who's looking to find that information about the cannabis industry and the testing of the products in the cannabis industry. We do some pretty unique testing that's not required. Uh, we test uh, for different types of uh, uh, nutrients in cannabis. We test for uh, PAHs, which is polyaromic uh, hydrocarbons, which is also a contaminant uh, as a result of doing extraction. And we do a lot of different testing, shelf, shelf life and stability testing and just a lot of different testing that's not required. And many of our clients utilize the different types of testing that's not required because they want to show that their product is such a great quality product. 
I think I think it's really cool that we're entering this new era where where people can see what they're consuming, they can really get to know the level of professionalism across the board. It just makes it really nice to be able to to talk to people like you and to have people like you in the industry, you know, as it continues to grow. That level of professionalism and that kind of attention to detail. Um, you know, plus over here at Cannabis Tech today, we're big fans of the uh, the tech. So it's just really awesome to have you guys on here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. And um, we'd love to have you back again and uh, and talk to you guys maybe in six months or a year, see what's going on, see what new kind of uh, testing you guys are doing over there. Uh, but it's really been a pleasure to have you. And, uh, and thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate it. Okay, everybody, if you like this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks, make sure that you subscribe, uh, share it with your friends, and don't forget to follow us and ACS Laboratories on social media. That way you can stay in the conversation. And uh, we'll see you next time on the next episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you again.